You are listening to Tech Grind, behind the scenes of leading high-tech ecosystems. Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning back in for part three of our talk with Tamara Shapira, CEO of Sensit. In this part, the Superman moment, we are going to understand what Sensit does in a deeper sense and why. Tamara, we saw your personal journey and we discussed the business rounding. Within all that, let's talk a bit about the company and why it started. Um, we created the company because we truly believe that, again, it's a spin-off of a consulting firm that we had, and the way that we were working with clients was inefficient. It made no sense. This was back in 2015, even when we were when when we were in it, um, my co-founder and myself, and there had to be something that would change, especially seeing the future with where the digital world was going. We understood that the testing for a client where the client was outsourcing it just didn't make any sense. At some point, clients had to do it on their own. And the accessibility knowledge, this you know black box that nobody knows what it means, has to be, has to be kind of opened up and ingrained within the company. Now, I'm talking about enterprises, but I'm talking about even software companies. If we're looking at the local ecosystem, all of our, our scale-ups, right? Not the startup, but those are that are selling to enterprises. Um, we recognize that they would need solutions for accessibility because accessibility is going to become something that's an integral part of development. It's going to be there. It's starting to get there. It's becoming an integral part of testing. And we're doing what's called the shift left. We're bringing accessibility early on into the development cycle. So, so that's when we understood that there needs to be something, some sort of a solution that's more technology oriented than that manual orientation that we were doing that's how we started Sensit. that's with with a true passion for people okay that the real mm -hmm. yeah. com the the, emp the empathy and the compassion for people that it doesn't matter what they look like how they use computers or software systems or what they you know what what kind of capabilities they have they can be able to use because it's it's usable yeah i i, I think that you the word empathy I think that from talking to you I understand that everything here starts from the empathy side because you have to put yourself in the shoes of uh, the user that can't use um, any web uh, uh, tool or any app and and you know just figure out how life looks like without the option to do so mm -hmm. and so it does all begin from the empathy side um and and i i i guess that there are a lot of examples of, of clients that you kind of changed their life yeah there i mean of course we have our our set of examples in our use cases i mean the best use case right now that most people would understand is when it when you have to do it, you have to do it. It's regulation, okay? What what mm -hmm. I said in the beginning, and then I'll go back to your question is, you know, my paradigm shift, my goal for a paradigm shift in the world, had to kind of ease down to where is the business going because I'm not going to be a socially good business by first bringing social. I first need to bring business, and that's when I started kind of shifting my own you know perspective and take on it and going from this is what you need to do and bringing out my passion for people to look, I have a solution 
that at the end of the day is going to allow you to be compliant and follow the regulations, abide by regulations, but at all times. Let's stop doing this a one time, you know, oh, accessibility, I checked it and you're done. The world's not there anymore. And the clients that work with us today have this, you know, dire need to be accessible yesterday because they're in procurement with a really large enterprise and the enterprise is telling them, listen, you're either going to be accessible, you know, now show us a roadmap or forget the contract, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, another client who has an RFP, uh, uh, um, Forgot the requirements. Uh, yeah, it's it's for it's it's a requirement for papers of anyway. I'm racist. Um, but when when they have a requirement to be accessible as part of this process, so you know the biggest fear is how much is it going to cost us? And oh, we know we have you know this many applications, and it's going to be more time and more. That, so no, we're we're trying to bring accessibility down to the basic level or to the level of understanding for developers, okay, where there are tools out there that they know to use to test their product in continuous integration, okay, they have, they've already created scripts and they know that they can develop and then run a test and, and continue on. So that's what we're doing for accessibility now. There's no reason not to bring the world of test automation, okay, into accessibility and accessibility into test automation, which is what we're actually doing. We're bringing accessibility into test automation. We know how to do automation testing when it comes to products. So here's a way for you to do it for accessibility, where it's not giving you just simplified, you know, scanning of your pages or finding an element and then running a rule set, no. We're actually using your product like a user in, in our own way to do so. And we're reporting on things that you'll only get reports from manual testers today. And that's giving you that Pareto, like you said, the 80% mm -hmm. for the 20% effort right now. Why more? We're integrating into your development cycle and we're also leveraging tools that you're already using. So I'm not coming out with you this whole new, you know, this whole new world of, okay, let me onboard you and explain to you how to use it. So, no, 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 hold on. We'll just seamlessly integrate for you, together with you, you'll get it. And we're here, we have a dedicated support team of professionals because I really believe that you need to know, it's like attorneys, okay? We need to be professional subject matter experts to help out our um, our clients. But yeah, that's... Uh, and I, I'm, I'm thinking of the other side of the accessibility solutions, uh, let's call it the band-aid solutions. How does it make you feel when a client says, well, listen, I have a solution, a uh, band-aid uh, quote-unquote solution. He doesn't say it like that, right? He thinks it's a great solution. He says, listen, I have a solution. Um, why, why do I need your solution? I mean, you want to go so in-depth and ongoing and, and whatnot. And these guys or these gals give me a solution here and now. So here's the thing. When we're talking about web applications, there's not a solution other than testing and fixing it in the back end. There seems to be a solution, even on websites that have web applications built in, like airline companies, okay? All the mm -hmm. processes that you execute, those are considered apps, app, uh, mm -hmm. web apps. The Some of these, you know, what we're calling band-aids can make some adjustments, but they can't do it all. And it's not the way to fix accessibility when you're talking about 
systems, okay, software systems. So our clients are not going to be those that think that they have the solution. We'll come for you later. Like mm -hmm. I, I have this big sign in my office and it says everyone's going to be mine. <laughs> One day they'll be mine. And and I truly believe it. You know, it's like we're, we're shifting and the world is changing. And I, I work with clients that also have different solutions on their external websites that are for marketing purposes. And then we work on their web applications because when it comes to web applications, companies that need it understand that they need something that's, you know, much more professional and and much more uh, deep, like you're saying. So again, it's noise, and I've mm -hmm. blocked out noise because noise is going to stop us. You can't run a marathon when someone's telling you you're not making it, you're not making it, you're not going to make it, you're not going to make it, you're not going to be like, okay, let me just run. I'm just going to run. I'm either going to make it first, second, third, fifth, or fiftieth, but I'm finishing the marathon. You know, it's my marathon to finish right now. So. This, this is similar, like, stop the noise. Just keep running, and if you come 50th in this marathon, the next one you'll come 30th, and then second, and whatever your goal is. So um, how, how do you see Sensit developing in the next uh, few years? Big, bold, furious, furious, like furious, <laughs> uh, furious? Furious. Not furious, like <laughs> fast and furious, yeah. but um, I'm, I'm missing the word. I see it. Um, a game changer solution mm -hmm. for not for the field of accessibility per se we can get there but for test automation and development tools that's where that's where I see us I mean we have to be very honest where we are that's what we're coming to tackle and we're coming to make a big difference in the way the stand to standardize the testing method methodologies of accessibility so that's bringing the two all together so in a few years' time, I see us, you know, we'll, we'll have the enterprises that today I'm in touch with and, and trying to show what we have and where we're going with it. And when I see the sparks in the eyes of the other side, it just makes me want to keep going. Um, and, and I see us becoming one of the major players in the field in the next few years. So our, listener, our listeners at home or on their devices, they listen to this and let's say... I mean, it's it's just like I hear you talking and I say, hey, wow, this is an awesome cause. How can I help? So what help can someone give you to get to those goals and like what will help you make a, a frog leap forward? Um, it's a great question. First of all, if, um, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to hire, so we're looking for senior software engineers, mm -hmm. the best would be somebody that has a passion for, for something like accessibility or even knows accessibility and can use the, the technology that we're using. Um, we're moving into sales and penetrating the market. And in general, if you're working for a company that you've heard of accessibility and compliance and you're not really sure, and I have the solution to come and to help from, you know, from A to Z in an ongoing way, and that way the company can just do what they do best and really leave accessibility to sense it, knowing that, okay, we're covered, we are accessible, we can expand our market. That's really, um, I'm looking here to speak to these companies that are looking for the, the right solution that would meet their needs for compliance right now, but that they're looking to grow also. And yeah, that would be incredible. And spread the word, spread the word about accessibility. It, it is 
you know, there's a lot of worry to spread here because uh, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing domain. Um, I had no idea before I uh, talked to you how uh, wide and impactful it is. Um, it, it also goes into uh, impact investments, which is beautiful. And I, I love what you said about uh, business first uh, because or, or letting the business lead the social uh, yeah. development. Um, big believer of, of that as well. Um, but this is about you. So, so so giving given that you need to do some uh, market uh, um, so given that you need to kind of go through this phase of uh, market education um, and and you have this uh, kind of chasm to to cross are you looking now to bring in investments or or are you going to stay bootstrapped like you were up until today? Um, it's an interesting question, Adav, actually, because I don't see that the market um, education and awareness is something that right now Sense is taking care of. Because right now our full focus is working with clients that have the knowledge, the understanding, mm -hmm. and later on those clients that already have accessibility, internal accessibility teams. So there's not a lot of market education there. Once we grow and we start spreading you know, to other, other markets globally and to other industries or other types of clients like small businesses, which is not our focus at the moment, then we're talking market education, then we're talking you know, the, bigger, the, the bigger monies. So right now, first of all, my mindset is always bootstrapped. What does it mean? It means that I'm here to build the business and I'm here to do it well and I'm here to penetrate the market and to sell, sell, sell so that I can also prove to ourselves that this product fits the market needs. Okay, so that's the mindset that I'm doing. I can't do this on my own, so we have investments and we're now closing um, a round as well. And we'll continue with it because we're looking to build this business bigger and bigger. But I'm always leading the way with how can I take where we, what we have now and reach the next milestone? And then, you know, what is the next big milestone and the next big milestone so that we're constantly working the ground as if we're on our own, but we also have help aside and we're selling part of the company in order to make ourselves bigger because I'm a true believer in having a smaller piece of a larger pie. So, you know, yeah, we're looking for good people to come on board. Right now we have great people on board with us and we're, we're closing these great people to stick to us and in the next round then you know we're looking for those great people as well and you'll hear <laughs> awesome awesome so um, I think uh, that people or awesome people like uh, you just uh, uh, talked about are key to to great success and, and knowing that you have good people on your team I mean that's that's fundamental to building a good uh, company and startup so that's amazing that you have that resource on your side and as I said you're uh, expanding the team and uh, expanding sales which is amazing um, you know 
how many 90% of uh, startups don't go past that uh, phase so that's uh, success on itself talking about success <laughs> earlier and how we uh, <laughs> measure it inside the value of that so that's amazing to hear um, so I guess that if anyone has a uh, question about accessibility and how to like really do it on the deep and, and right side and not just a band-aid solution, uh, um, you're welcome to, to contact Tamar or her team and we will have the contact details of course in the description. Um, Tamar, a uh, word of uh, conclusion? Um, yeah, first of all, I'd love to help out even if it's just a question, um, especially if you're going through this procurement process and all of a sudden accessibility kind of hits you. I'm happy to discuss it further and what it means. You know, it's, it's not just, like I said, it's not set it and forget it. We're really here to, it's almost to hold your hand in an automatic fashion and really give you the support that you, that you need. So I'm happy to do so. And um, this was wonderful. Thank you, Nadav. Thank you so much for being with us. It was fascinating. I think it was a huge eye-opener. If you have questions about digital accessibility, Tamar and her team are here for you. Follow the contact details in the description. See you on the next episode of TechRind.